They look like model boats, floating in the night, rising and falling in the darkness, red and green light. My feet dangled from the aircraft as I sat in the door, just the roar of the rotor blades and the vibrations through the floor. The warm winds how it buffered, and the smell of the sea, as I fixed and adjusted my monocle in an eerie colour of green. We drew near, hovering just off the deck, as the pilot and flight deck crews did their final checks. We were then summoned with a wave of a wand, we moved across the deck, safe from the inky beyond. The aircraft got lashed down, the ship found her course anew, the sea soldiers returned and headed back out into the blue. You're listening to Blue Pigment Podcast, sponsored by Huskarl. Go to huskarl.co.uk to find yourself some amazing printouts, stickers and t-shirts. Use the discount code BLUEPIGMENT on October the 14th, 1066, the Battle of Hastings. King Harold had fallen, yet his loyal bodyguards, the Huskarl, continued to fight, holding their oath to him until the last man was killed. The Huskarl brand now stands for that committed cause and loyalty to a shared brotherhood, all combining with a passion for great design They seek to continue the Huskarl ethos, providing the ultimate in design, quality and sustainability. Their products are showcased by the modern day Huskarl. Follow the you, not the fallen. When you get to huskarl.co.uk and you use the discount code BLUEPIGMENT, that will get you 15% off. So that means you could have a number of different things in your house or in your possession by the end of the week not just stickers printouts and t-shirts they also do or they're about to do other clothing ranges such as hoodies fleeces long sleeve t-shirts caps beanies you name it it's coming out from huskarl and they're all quality design and quality in the actual product itself so if you're a quality person like you should be Go to huskarl.co.uk, get yourself some quality t-shirts, stickers, printouts, caps, hoodies, beanies, whatever. Go there, have a look at what he's got on offer. I wouldn't miss out. You're getting it at a discount rate. If you're a, you're listening to the podcast, by listening to the podcast, you're being given the discount code, which is Blue Pigment. It'll get you 15% off and you'll be a better person for it. Uh, and everyone will recognize you. People will, ah, I recognize that person they wear a huskar top they must be familiar they must be a good decent strong human being able to wrestle the wildest of bears and crocodiles and a well-trained wrestling bear yeah you heard it here first go 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 get yourself huskar top and then go practice go practice wrestling bears uh, it should turn out okay i think Hello everyone, uh, today I'm joined by Mitch, he's a firefighter and a health and nutrition expert, or, I don't know, expert, would you say that? You've, you've done a few? Yeah, well, I don't like the word expert, but yeah, someone that might know a little bit more than normal, than a normal person, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, um, if you want to just introduce yourself, that would be better, because... <laughs> uh... Yeah, alright, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, my name's Mitch, uh, I've been a firefighter for almost, well, almost 20 years now, so this is my 19th year um i joined when i was 18 so you probably work out how old i am uh so you know it's, I've, I've i've loved that job since 
I, I first started at 18. It's always something I wanted to do from a little kid. Um, and I'm fulfilling that dream now, really, at the minute. Um, but the other aspect of something I wanted to do when I was a kid, I wanted to be sort of like a coach or a, a fitness coach or a health coach or get myself involved in some sort of sports coaching or whatever else like that. So um, I naturally sort of found myself falling into the world of uh, nutrition. Um, and now I sort of coach uh, clients through health and nutrition and I create workshops uh, where groups of people come to me um, in a similar fashion to things like Slimming World and Weight Watchers, but with a bit more in-depth knowledge and understanding of uh, what food is. Um, and I deliver workshops uh, doing them as well. So um, we, we, we talk an awful lot about uh, within the workshops and with my clients that I have one-to-one -one about how food affects our mood and you know our mental health and things like that. So it's... Um, People don't really see how they're linked, but they're hugely, hugely linked. So, yeah, so they're, they're my two big things, fire service and me health and nutritionist business that I do on the side. Oh, cool. Yeah, we'll start with, we'll start with the nutritionist stuff, because um, like you're saying about the mental health aspect of what you eat. Um, talk to us a bit more about that. So I, I, I've always said that if you eat five burgers and five chips for five days, if you eat the same thing for five days in a row, you are going to be in a world of pain really because mentally you're not you're not looking after your body the nutrition that your body needs you're not looking after it and not giving it the right stuff that it, it needs to stay healthy and stay happy so yeah what, what's your advice to your clients on nutrition and positive mental attitude so it, for, for me in, in the sense of when it comes to um getting out of that routine of eating the five burgers every you know every week and you know, feeling lethargic and tired and all the rest of it is just to initially get them to paint their own picture. So get them to realize actually what they are eating. So I do it with me um, workshops. I do one-to-one -one clients, uh, friends, family, whoever they're interested in wanting to improve in their nutrition. I just get them to write down a week or two of actually what have you eaten? Because then on reflection, you look back and think, actually, I've had several fatty foods. I've had several um uh you know takeaways and things like that that are full of salts and sugars and all these things that all taste great and sound great and all the rest of it but ultimately aren't fulfilling our nutritional needs so when it comes to things like um you know as you use the example as a, a burger or fried food or kebabs and things like that you know there's an awful lot of vitamins and minerals we're not getting where we would if we'd been a bit more balanced with our with our eating routines so so that's where the very first thing I just always get them to self-reflect, have a look at what they're what they're doing, um, and and that sometimes is a, is a big shock to people really. Um, so once that's um, sort of we've got over that sort of episode and we've had a realization of you know we're not eating overly healthily, then we move on to right. Let's start now creating a sustainable plan that's actually going to make us feel better, help us lose weight, and actually make us feel uh, more able to well, I always say jump out of bed and get to work and not many people do that but but that's that's always the the, the thing I ask people to you know you the, when you get up in the morning and you've had a takeaway you know the night before everyone without fail will feel lethargic or about a bad meal or a fatty meal the night before I could, always feel I could definitely sing day. that about uh, like a Chinese when I, after a Chinese oh. I feel like I've been out drinking all night because I feel so dehydrated I'm um, exactly the same exactly the same I get up and I've got a headache I need water. I just feel, oh, I just you know, completely dead to the world. 
but that that as you say it's the msgs the salts and things like that that are in chinese that's just zapping all that goodness out of you because uh, your body's now processing that through the night so your body's working through the night uh trying to um process it so it's working extra hard the salt's zapping all the moisture out of you yeah so that's why you wake up in the morning not feeling great so as i say we, we, we paint that initial picture get them an understanding of how they've um how they've been eating over the previous weeks and then we move on from there and then as i say we, we start really basically from your five a day and setting out your plate and that's two very and drinking lots of water three sorry that's three very simple things that i get people to do so five a day it's dead easy dead simple people think oh god i'm, I'm gonna fit five a day in well, if you think about it this way, and I always simplify it a little bit more, you know, you see on the news where a portion of veg has to be the size of your fist and you have to have a certain palm of your hand and a number of carrot or whatever. I just think, well, actually, if you put it down to, you know, a banana and then have, I, I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't, you know, a prop that was laid there. It was just literally laid there. Uh, a banana, that's classed as one if you five a day for me. If you have an apple for, uh, for a mid-morning uh, mid snack, that's two. If you have, uh, let's say, a chicken salad uh, for for lunch, and that's got some cucumber, tomatoes, a lot of lettuce in it, for me, that's two or three potentially, because you've had different vitamins and minerals from different fruits and vegetables, uh, so you, you gain some more goodness from there. So that's maybe four or five. So even by lunchtime, you're already potentially hitting your five a day. Come to the evening, and then we 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 get to our evening meal, and we have, let's say, chicken and chips and peas and carrots peas carrots there's another portion six believe it or not you, you you've hit your 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 five a day quite easily and that's only because we've started early so i always recommend people have some sort of fruit for breakfast most mornings or every morning if they can be it an orange uh, uh an apple banana blueberry strawberries just some sort of fruit in the morning which will help you get in uh, achieve that five a day so I've actually taken that one that you've said there about starting early. I've, I've seen you say that before on a uh, one of your Facebook or Instagram posts, and I've actually mm. adopted that. And I normally have a banana and an apple, you know, as my breakfast now. But it was quite hard at first going from what I'd normally have would be a luke, you know, a, a, a moderately temperatured breakfast or a hot breakfast. And then going, oh, I'm now going to get strawberries or, you know, or berries or whatever out of the fridge and have a cold breakfast. It was quite a bit of a jump, but I've now sort of started preferring a cold breakfast to a hot breakfast, as long as I have a brew with it as well. But yeah. I suppose if your environment is, is already cold, you're probably going to not want to have a cold breakfast. So making sure that, you know, you've warmed up before, you know, you're not just jumping out of, out of bed and going, I'm going to eat this cold thing. <laughs> it's just probably going to be quite well. miserable yeah uh, yes and yes and no I, I i can i can see that that point but if let's say you jump out of, out of bed and again every client i say to them have a pint of water before you do anything get up in the morning don't have a coffee don't have your breakfast just have that 10 15 minutes of zen time just to get yourself woken up and and get yourself into some sort of state by having a glass of water a pint of water and at some point you're obviously going to need to go to the toilet that's going to flush an awful lot of toxins that are built up through the night that you've just your body's been processing just by having that drink of water it's helping remove them now so that's got it out so that hopefully now makes you feel a bit more sprightly a bit more awake uh, and a bit more about it so if you've got that done then really whatever comes after you should be awake and ready for it kind of not should be but you feel a bit more you know more awake ready for it um so and again when you sort of say hot breakfast is cold breakfast 
no, don't get me wrong. There's been plenty of times where I've got up in the morning and I've fancied a big bowl of porridge, but I've sliced a bit of apple on it, or I've put some strawberries on it, or I've, or I've done something. So you can, you can, you can always make these combinations, but you can always have that fruit if you don't fancy it in the morning. Maybe at nine o'clock, ten o'clock, eleven o'clock. Fruit doesn't have to be at a set time of day. Just it's it's not going to do anything bad to you. That's that's it. When I see and hear people on on social media put out that oh you're eating too much fruit it's going to make you fat oh, get lost you moron there's no chance <laughs> of that happening i'm telling you now it, it, it's not so you know, there's, there's a, yeah there's a lot of fiber i mean obviously there's natural sugars in there but that natural sugars brings an awful lot of vitamins and minerals along with it so so that's that one but the, the so the fruit in the day that's a great start drinking uh, a, a, a copious amounts of water is a is a big thing again like i've just said about uh, having a drink of water in the morning that just flushes them toxins out of your body, gets them moving and gets them out of the way. Um, so that's always a big thing I always ask people to. The eight glasses of water is what equates to, I think it's 1.25 litres of water, which isn't in the grand scheme of things, an awful lot of water. Now that's a, that's a litre of water I've got in my hand. It's not, not a vast amount of water. But if, yeah, now again, it's not another prop. It's just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> I just have all these things around me anyway. Uh, so, so, Drinking that rough about a water isn't a lot of water. So I'd recommend, you know, maybe even two of these, you know, I would probably even end up at three or four of these a day, personally, uh, I would. So drinking water is a fantastic way to, one, help you lose weight, two, remove toxins. It's a, it's a really big tool. Uh, and the last thing is setting your plate out when you're making your dinners and your lunches and breakfasts and whatever else. Now, whenever, I remember when I was a kid uh, or um, just through life, when you have your dinner you have your protein let's just say big chicken let's have a chicken dinner tonight okay so we have a big protein so have a nice lump of chicken breast then we'll have a nice lump or a nice pile of uh, chips so half our plate's almost devoted to chips and then we'll have a side salad you know just to complement that we're getting some sort of veg or uh, on the plate in some sort of way and that's it now actually if we flip that around and change the starchy carbohydrates as the chips and reduce that down to a quarter of the size of the plate and the other half of the plate that it's remained I mean, devote that towards your, your vegetables and your salads again you, you create a healthy balance within your within your within your meal within your diet uh, and again it's a fantastic tool to help you lose weight it just puts things into the correct order by um, managing that uh, you know that, that using that as a tool yeah you're still getting the same amount of food and you're still getting the things that you like but just in moderation correct and that's always again and very easy thing you know that and, and i always say to you that moderation you know everyone thinks oh mitch you must eat clean all the time you must uh, eat um healthily all the time it's like no I, I don't at all so what did i have you know yesterday uh chicken no i didn't have lasagna I had lasagna i had a chicken breast before because i fancied some chicken so i had a whole chicken breast in a wrap just before having dinner i ate that and then i had a nice dollop of lasagna had a side salad and uh well not side salad but a decent portion of salad and, uh, and, and chips and it's not it's not unhealthy it's just again moderation making sure you're eating the right portion sizes so you know it's being realistic with that so setting out your day like that, you've got, you're, you're drinking enough water, staying hydrated, yeah. you're starting early with your five a day, uh, making sure that you, you're starting early, breakfast, getting through those five a day. Whereabouts do you suggest putting your fitness or your health, you know, the physical activities within that day? Yeah, now this is a, this is a, a thing that 
um, a lot of clients come to me and sort of say, I can't get the fitness bit in, I'm, I'm struggling, I'm struggling. All right, so if you sit on the settee of an evening and watching Coronation Street whilst going through Facebook or Instagram, you're telling me you can't spend 15 minutes just having to walk around town. And, and, and you know, uh, I, I, I genuinely, and it's very easy for me to say, and people probably, you know, dislike my opinion on this, but if you've got 15 minutes to sit on the settee and scroll through Facebook, you've got 15 minutes to, 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 to have a walk or go for a light jog or, or a brisk walk or, or just something um, is always an option. But I'm mindful and I appreciate that um, that lives are hectic. People do feel tired, lethargic after a long day at work. They've got kids to run around. They've got all this happening. So I appreciate it. But I'm a big person that I will get up to, to purposely, knowing if I've got a busy day, I will get up at half five, five o'clock in the morning, ensure that I'm out the door for you know five, ten k run before going to work, and then um off i go kind of thing and, and i know i've hit my exercise routine at some point during the day you know and i know i'm putting my body in, into a fasted state so i'm burning more calories um to a extent, certain extent so um it's it's definitely a, a, a an option get up early if you want to lose weight and you want to get fitter then definitely definitely try and get up earlier what would you say to those people that um do... Wait a minute. You, know, you know that bear that was going to run around in the background yeah you see her? <laughs> Go. Hang on, I'm going to turn around and show you the bear. <laughs> oh, she's gone. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I told you a bear would walk past it at some point. Sorry. So, um, oh, you've gone. She's gone now. Oh, I've gone. Yeah, you've gone. Your camera's disconnected, I think. Um, whilst you sort that out, I'll just throw another couple of questions out there about people that might say that it's too cold to go for a run or too cold to go for a walk. How, I mean, I know, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not asking this of mine because, uh, you know, I have, I have some clothing that I wear to go running during during the colder months. So, hey, you're back. What would you yeah, suggest to people that say it's too cold to go out and do physical activity during the winter? Again, you know, if you've just put an extra coat on an extra jumper on you know again it, it, it you you can go and do it you, there's, there's no excuses in in my eyes you know you know last year we had a good dumping of snow and again I probably I, I, i'm probably a little bit more extreme like some other people that you probably know and, you, and yourself that will always go out there and 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 go regardless of the weather and go out and do it uh, but there's been times i've got up at our five in the morning it's chucking it down with snow like like it was last year and i've gone jesus don't fancy this but as soon as i put that extra layer on i put a pair of gloves on i've got a woolly hat on i've got my music on and I put myself into that zone i could be anywhere it doesn't matter and it's kind of getting that um mentality of i've got to do this and i want to see you know ultimately you've got a goal and you want to get there so you've got to to do these extra steps and these little difficult parts like getting up at five in the morning to go for that run in the freezing cold, in the dark, and all the rest of it you want to. It's about just tooling yourself up the right way. And that is by preparing, getting your woolly hat, getting a decent extra pair of socks on, some gloves. Just you can just go and do it. There's you know, yeah. there's no reason why why we can't. So 
no, yeah. when I first joined the when I first joined the army, obviously that was two thousand three, so a long time. But, you know, long time. A lot of lot of things have changed since then. But it was yeah. kind of seen that you, if you ever went out, went out on a run, it was shorts, t-shirt, and trainers. That was it. You didn't wear anything else. Doesn't matter what what the weather was like. Shorts, t-shirt, go. And I remember I used to hate it. It was miserable. And then obviously, obviously, the army sort of developed, and people were a bit more into health and nutrition and and dressing appropriately for the environment that you're in. Um, started enjoying going out for winter runs a lot more. So now I have like uh, like not trousers, but they're like uh, skins, like running skins sort of wear. Then a shorts. Yeah. Then I have my t-shirt, and then a windproof sort of like a windproof yeah. jacket. Yeah, and it just makes jacket, running yeah. so much more enjoyable. Um, yeah. So it doesn't have to be this miserable thing that you do. And depending on your route as well, you could have a route that takes you past places you've never seen before. Um, yeah. And that could be your enjoyment of changing the scenery each day and the, the, each time you go out. The, 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 the biggest enjoyment I get from when I run at R5, 6 o'clock in the morning, whatever it is, is seeing the sunrise. I don't care what pace I'm running. I don't care about what music I'm listening to. I don't care about trying to achieve anything at that point. But just seeing the sunrise and and, and that, you know, just having that moment of, to, to yourself is is just amazing. It's worth getting up at that silly o'clock to get out the door to go for the run. Every time it puts a smile on my face. And if people can appreciate that and, and have that opportunity to go and see that, that, that no, it's all five, five, five in the morning when the sun's coming up. Honestly, they, they would want to do it more. They definitely will. And the the best times, I, I think, is when it is coming into March, into the early part of April, when it's still fairly dark and you just see in the horizon the sun, the glow in the distance. The sun's not quite up yet, but you know, spring and summer are on the way, and that sort of a huge, you know, the glow in the skies bring that warmer weather, that nicer weather. Uh, with it so honestly that, that's the best time but just going back to the previous question about you know people not being able to get exercise in in, in when's the best time as i sort of say like you know if you can, can't get up in the morning because you're rushed because you got out the door at seven o'clock in the morning whatever else and off you go kind of thing then just try and allow yourself it's, it's personal time half hour at the end of the day as i say it could be a walk it could be a little jog it could be a couch to 5k it could be just you know grabbing a couple of can beans out of the out of the cupboard and doing a few little sort of um dynamic stretches and weighted um, exercises kind of thing just do something is always better and again mentally it's only going to improve you know your mental well-being um as well as your physical so it's uh yeah definitely if just do something as i say if you're sitting there for 15 20 minutes flipping through, flipping through facebook you can definitely go and lift a can of beans up a few times i'm sure of that i suppose it's the same thing as well is what what example are you setting for your children if if you are getting out of bed at nine o'clock in the morning or something you know something silly like that and you're not doing your exercises you're not being you're not eating healthy and acting healthy like yeah. i know i know you know i've been in bad routines in my past where i put the kids to bed and i'd be like i've got some adult time now just to myself and with me and me and my wife and we just relax for a bit and instead of relaxing maybe going to just going straight to bed and then having the the more relaxing time to yourself like you say in the early hours of the day um, yeah. you're still getting the same amount of time it's just that it's either at the, the end of the day where you're lethargic and burnt out or the beginning of the day where you're full of beans and you've got that energy to spend looking after yourself yeah, yeah. you've got to i you know again it's another thing i would ask people to do is like when i, I ask them to reflect on their nutritional uh 
diary and look at what they've eaten over the past couple of weeks, months or whatever. I'd also give them, you know, write down a diary of what your day consists of or what your week consists of. And then we can sort of pick out gaps and places where we can meal prep or we can uh, for the week ahead or we can uh, get you out doing an exercise or, you know, increase your 10,000, you know, get to 10,000 steps, increase your steps each day kind of thing. So, you know, it, it, it sounds boring in initial parts of getting that planning in place and that understanding of where you are. But once you know it, it becomes a, a sustainable plan. And that's my big buzzword. And I, it's all over my Instagram and Facebook pages. You know, I've always used the word sustainable because once you find that pattern and you get to a happy place where you can eat takeaways, you can, uh, you know, you can sit on the settee and do nothing. But if you go and go for the run once or twice a week and you eat healthily most of the time, you can enjoy a balanced life easily, which then becomes a sustainable, healthy life. Yeah, it's not... The dietary thing is like going, trying to lose weight rapidly is really unhealthy because you're most likely going to binge later or you're going to do a diet. So I don't know if you've ever heard of the Cambridge diet. Yeah. It's basically like canned milkshakes for as long as you can go. And, you know, people lose weight on that really fast, but they feel and look terrible all the way up until the point where they go, I've had enough of this and end up just, you know, pounding the weight back on so it's a lifestyle change is what you're selling to your clients exactly that it is really in the sense of that um yeah, yeah. We, we we just put more balance into your diet and we get an appreciation of actually what is your actual food allowance what you know when it comes to your calorie allowance you know the the the, the government uh, send out these numbers of a male should eat 2500 calories a female should eat 2000 calories and that's a rough guidance and this that and the other but if you eat 2,000 calories of pure fat or pure, pure carbohydrates or pure protein, or protein to a certain extent, you're never really going to lose weight, really. You know, you, you'll, you'll stay where you are. But if you have a balanced uh, calorie intake, if, you, if you're macronutrients, your carbs, fats and protein, and they're all balanced, you, you will lose weight and, and you understand what your calorie allowance. So my calorie allowance to, to yours or somebody else is going to be completely different. You know, I could, I could, and I do easily each day consume over 3,500 calories a day easily. And I, I haven't put any weight on for it. You know, I, I think I'm quite a, a fittish guy in, in this. So, so I know by eating that number of calories, I'm, I can sustain where I am. But if I went and put a person that was, let's say, shorter, who didn't exercise as much and had, didn't have the same physique as me necessarily, and put them on a 3,500 calorie diet, diet uh, plan, then they are obviously going to put on weight. So it's you've got to understand what your allowances are and how that creates a balanced um, approach towards um, uh, your meal planning and prepping and, and uh, diet plan. Yeah, you've, you've, your fitness has massively increased in the time I've known you. I know that um, you helped me out with that charity event not too long ago and you were up there with the other, the top three were yourself and two other guys that are both paratroopers and triathletes so mm. just to just to be in that that top three i was very impressed <laughs> so you've, you've yeah. did, you did amazingly well on that um is that yeah riding right uh, road biking is that something you've been doing for a while now yeah road biking yeah i've been doing it for yeah a good number of years but i've just refat i had a hip operation a few years back which set us back with running and things like that but my hip 
in the last three years is sort of come on leaps and bounds and it's recovered quite well and and now um you know running is is again fantastic thing and i'm i i do enjoy my running i really do and again not so much for you know i i appreciate that i, I can run some distances quite well and i can keep going but again the thing I appreciate mostly from it is is the, the clear in my head going somewhere else I can just zone out listen to some you know crappy music in my own little world and enjoy my life and just keep running and that's that's a happy thing that's that's a really big thing you know being outside in the fresh air in the sun in the rain wherever I'm in my own little bubble enjoying a little jog is fantastic yeah, that, yeah. That, that's the biggest thing is running for me now at the minute i still i cycle constantly you know every day most days really but it's 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 not so much to mature it's just like a natural habit now that i do but when it comes to a run i actually look forward to it i actually look forward to getting out on the road and and treading a few miles and just being feeling the fresh air a bit more and as well as yeah. road cycling seasonal as well I, I did some bike, i did some road biking sort of like this time last year and my yeah. feet were in bits afterwards because i yeah, maybe i wasn't dressed appropriately but, yeah maybe but, uh, my feet yeah. were was yeah really bad well i it, road cycling for me sometimes can mess me up you know is this where is uh i did that i did a ride from where i live back uh to, to that down to devon and uh, uh, it was 255 miles and I did it in 18 hours, just, you know, one ride straight down. And when I come off it, you know, my Achilles was on the verge of snapping, my neck, I'd collapse the disc in my neck. There's loads of little things like that. And that's what, you know, sometimes cycling does to you. You just get yourself sort of stuck into this position and, you know, it doesn't really help your hamstrings so much. So you get dead tight, hamstrings tight back and all this, that and the other. So a lot of stretching to relieve that pressure and everything else. So whereas running, build up to that? Did you do any build-up to that? Or did you, what was the most riding you'd done before you'd gone to think, I'd do 250-odd miles? Like... Uh, 100 miles, I think I did want it. But it wasn't... Yeah, so just off the bat, you did, you did 100 miles, which I which I know is really hard in itself, yeah. just doing 100 miles. And then off the bat, yeah. you're like, oh, I'm going to do... I'm going to double that and then another 50% of that as well. Yeah, and then, and then up over some extremely horrible hills that never ended. <laughs> it felt like they never ended. It was horrible. But uh, yeah, yeah, you really. You learned a lot about yourself doing that because that's a that's big and deep time. Yeah, a little bit. But the, I think the training, my, my training didn't consist of more than two hour training sessions for cycling a day. And what I did within that two hours was high intensity training. So I would exert myself over the point in which I was, you know, I was in a lot of pain and exhausted and, and, and didn't want to push anymore uh, for the fact that when I come to do a slower paced ride, knowing that I've got, you know, 255 miles to cycle, and I'm going to do it in whatever time, that I'm going to take it a little bit more, you know, a steadier pace, an easier pace. So actually my exertion levels are all the way up here, but the actual pace in which I'm doing it is down here so I can manage it. And as long as I keep myself fed and topped up, I'm never really going to exhaust myself. Uh, the only bit that did exhaust me, as I say, was me Achilles and me and a couple of joints and bits and bobs weren't which weren't conditioned necessarily for it. So yeah, that 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 played a big part. Really, it's not really. That, that, it's, that. it's not really until you really push and stretch yourself that you see the stuff that your body can actually achieve. I mean, uh, maybe about eight, seven or eight years ago now, I did Ben Nevis 
seven times back to back. And so the first day I climbed Ben Nevis three times uh, from sea level, pretty much, you know, all the way up to the top of Ben Nevis. And after the first day, I'd done it three times. I knew I still had another four times to go and I was absolutely done in. My back was in pain, my knees and my neck and my shoulders all in, in bad way. And I had a little rest, um, put my skins on my recovery trousers skins uh, for about four hours, took them off and I felt right as rain again. So I did it another couple of times. And then again, I felt like I was in a really bad, bad way, but eventually, you know, I was quite numb to it, completed the seven to seven times, raised money for charity. But I, I was like chuffed with myself because I never knew that I had that in me until you actually go for it and give it, give a challenge a go, I guess. Well, that's when it's more mind over matter. Mm. You know, you, 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 you become mentally strong. That's the thing. If you can, if you, if you can block out pain, you can block out, um, you know, lactic acid buildup and all that kind of stuff and you can just zone on actually what it is you want to go out and and achieve and you know your body can do anything your body will it's your mind that's going to give up before your your body that that's always the the, the, the case every time you know 100 it's your yeah. mind over matter if you can get your mind right your body will just keep plodding away if you keep feeding it you know giving it the right nutrition it'll go constantly it won't stop it will keep going and going and going if you keep feeding it and giving it the right energy it's your head that's telling you i can't do it i can't do it i can do it and then having that conflict that's the thing that's stopping you that's it it's mind over matter having the um the fitness levels that you've got and the mentality and the nutrition how does that help you out in your professional life being of being a firefighter uh i mean obviously we've got to be fit that's a big thing we get um tested quite regular on um our fitness levels um so obviously nutritionally i've got to be you no know, knowing that i've got decent energy levels for, for work for that day so again i always make sure that i'm you know <laughs> the fighters have always a term in the fire service you never know when your next meal is going to be kind of thing so we sort of plan you know to make sure that we have a decent breakfast when it comes to 11s is that they're having something to eat decent there again and at lunchtime it's another meal and you know, because that's the old fire, fire service saying is, you know, you never know when the next meal is going to be, so make sure you eat when you can. So we do. <laughs> so that's always a, a big point, but it's making sure, again, that we're eating healthily when we're doing it. Um, but as I say, fitness-wise, you know, the, 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 the biggest testing point um, when, you know, is in a house fire, stupidly hot conditions with the breathing apparatus set on your back, lugging hose and equipment you know uh, or over your shoulder and you know possibly a, a casualty as well and, and whatever else and that that is when your fitness levels need to be tip top and uh, the highest um and uh, that you know that's why i take pride in my fitness knowing that if i get put into that condition or even being you know cutting someone out of a car i know that my fitness isn't going to let me down and i will be able to fulfill and complete that task knowing that i'm fit enough to do it yeah and you're um you're quite high up in your uh, as rank wise in are you tell, tell us more, are you the boss i i, I, I was until uh, not because I, I had two i had had two roles within the fire service so i was a full-time i, I am a full-time firefighter um at one station 
and I'm I was a retained part-time on-call pager um watch manager at another station um and that's where I was you know the gaffer let's say <laughs> <laughs> let's say so so yeah I was there doing that and and when you're in that role you, yeah let's say you don't get your you don't get your gloves dirty let's put it that way <laughs> so you sort of but you know it's taken me 19 years to get to that role but just through you know the way life has gone and, and other things that eventually I've, I've stepped aside from that role and um and and uh, now I've just prioritized my full-time role um where I, I'm a I'm a fight well I'm currently a crew manager at the minute I've just been made up to a role but I still get hands-on I still get dirty but also you know take the truck out in charge and you know and and, and detail people what to do at, at an incident so um yeah yeah I, I, I love being a firefighter you know it's I I always say it's and people go what do you mean by this but I'll, bear with me it's like the Premier League football player job of the joe blog jobs and everyone goes what do you mean by that and we'll say well everybody wants to take a picture of a firefighter of a of a of a, a professional football player they want to be with them they want to talk with them they want to get autographs they want to have a picture with them they want to spend time with them this that and the other they get looked up to to a certain extent and when we're out on a job or we're we're just driving down the road or we're at a fete or at community you know um, events exactly the same happens you know people want to come and have pictures with you and people want to um talk to you about whatever random stuff they've, they've got on you know, on their chest i know a firefighter at this station do you know them this that just the other day you know i had a only a small fire it was someone who set fire to a blooming uh, sofa in the middle of a park put it yeah why i don't know but anyway put it out, walked back across, and a couple of young kids said, is it right if I have a picture with you? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, fine. So a couple of kids had a picture with us and, and then cleared off kind of thing. So that's what I mean by it. And that's, it's fantastic in that aspect that, you know, you drive down, the, you're driving down the, the road on blue lights or just coming back from a job and, you know, kids and even full adults the same age as me are waving at you, you know, and, and, and there's a lot of appreciation and, uh, and I, and that aspect of the job you, you can't you, i don't think you can match it anywhere else it's a fantastic thing to that feeling is, is oh, yeah yeah I, I get that it's really nice we get yeah get that on sort of remembrance day so i obviously did the parade in cambridge and you know i was in my uniform and people were walking past saying oh thank you for your service and that sort of thing yeah. and i always say this about you know the armed forces so army navy air force um and the other public services so the police fire brigade ambulance and nhs they are always on duty, you know, they're, they're on duty. Their job is to be the, the go-to people, you know, the, yeah. if, when you're in need, they're the people that will be there to, to assist you. So especially with, you know, with yourself, you're in the country that you're operating in. So for, for me, when, when I go on tour, it's, you know, I'm not, not doing an operational tour in the UK when I, when things need to be dealt with and I have to do my job, thoroughly it's normally in, in a different country but you're in the country that anything could happen at any time whereas mm. mine's kind of like it's like an intense when you go away to somewhere it's an intense period of time whereas yours is kind yeah. of like a consistent long um time that you've been in the fire brigade and having to deal with a lot of instances in your time um yeah but yeah i've explained this one quite a few times i'll do it again anyway but 
members of the public service like yourself and, and I and our colleagues and my friends and your friends are like the white blood cells within a body. So if you imagine there's the system and everyone's just going about their business, they're the, they're the red blood cells that are just going about their normal daily life. And if a cut or a bruise or a snag or something goes wrong, in order for those red blood cells to carry on doing what they do, the white blood cells need to get in there and fix that problem. And those the white blood cells of the system, as in being society, are are the service personnel like like yourself, the fire brigade, police, ambulance, etc. I like so, that. Yeah, someone told me I, that. I, I, I might use that. Yeah, someone else told me that. I stole that from somebody else, which I'm sure they stole it from somebody. I'm else. I'm going to steal well. that. Well, yeah, it's going to carry on now. I'm going to steal that one myself. So I'll use that definitely. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. So talk yeah. to us about um, some of the instances you've been involved in. I know some of the high profile instances would include um, the Alton Towers incident. Um, I don't know how much you can disclose on that, but um, yeah, how was that for you? Uh, yeah, it was. So it was, first um, of all, just um, this, uh, for those who don't know, the scenario was the Alton Towers train collision. Are you smaller, uh, roller coaster uh, incident. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, what was that day for you? Yeah, yeah. it's going to sound like the old cliche. It was a normal day at the fire station, kind of thing. Uh, we're just getting ready to go out to, to go and fit a couple of smoke alarms, um, and then the the bells dropped, um, uh, and that was just to respond to Alton Towers, Smiler, um, uh, the, and the crash on a roller coaster. So, um, when we got there uh it was it was it was clear that we were potentially sort of uh late to the call because the ambulance service were there in numbers but um but we got there we got our cutting equipment down there very quickly realized that actually the whole let's say cart or train that 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 were up in the air were were full with injured uh people and and uh not so injured people so uh, there was 16 other people that had to stay there for a period of time um, whilst we concentrated our efforts in, in rescuing the, the, the four that were injured. So it was um, it was a, a very complex incident that had some highly skilled doctors uh, at hand, which were very fortunate and uh, to, to be with us. But it was a job that uh, put us uh, to our full... Well, to our full skills and abilities to the absolute max to ensure that we it was as successful as it possibly could be um and uh, i think everyone on the day did they did their absolute best um and we and we worked hard we 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 we, we were as a fire service i was quite proud of our efforts at the end of the day because i think uh, we did everything that we could obviously we could always learn and improve and and do things quicker and better but when you uh, dealt with such a dynamic incident it's um it was uh it was as, as good as we could have done within the moments that we had uh and and the time that we had to to do it so uh, i'm 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 proud of my involvement i'm proud of the the crew that i was with at the time's involvement and i'm proud of the service of how we conducted ourselves and and did it and you know, you know unfortunately um 
two ladies lost their legs in in the incident but the situation could have been or you know could have been a lot worse but they were um i was very fortunate to meet all of them uh at an event uh a few months later uh where i just got to have a chat with their fam their friends and family uh, after and it was it was quite humbling really to sort of to to to, to have that moment with them really so yeah it was uh a very complex incident that will stay with me for the rest of my life as uh and i don't think it's an incident that will ever be forgotten really you know for for many people so yeah it was um it was a challenge um but we, we it seemed at the time at uh, where i was stationed that we just had a run of of um really complex calls and things that were in the press and national news and international news at the time so um just not long after the alton towers incident we had um we had the Bosley Mill explosion, where unfortunately we lost four people in it, but we, we rescued uh, another 30 out of the incident. And it was the most, uh, as I say, most, it was the biggest incident I've ever been to in my life, you know, and, and, and still is to this day. It was, uh, it was a, a very, very complex incident with cylinders, voids, explosions, several houses on fire, a big warehouse on fire, barns on fire, a, a wood processing mill on fire, cars on fire, lorries on fire, everything was on fire. It was just, it was a very, we were there for days, weeks after, you know, going back and, 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 and uh, still putting out fires, trying to find the lost individuals, unfortunately. And, and uh, it was, yeah, it was uh, a very, it just seemed at the time that I remember looking back within that period of uh, two months, we just seemed to have everything fall at our door. <laughs> well, that's the swings, it's, you know, one for a better word, but it's the swings and roundabouts of the fire service. You know, sometimes you can have sort of some quieter jobs where it's you know, run of the mill, sofa on fire in the middle of a field or, uh, you know, you know, uh, cutting people out of cars and things like that, or the odd house fire. But then you just get battered sometimes and you do get jobs that it just don't seem to end and you get in one to another to another um so yeah and i think that must be that must be quite dramatic for you know some of your crew and maybe yourself as well how are i know the army's sort of dealing with mental health um, and traumatic incidences has come on leaps and bounds especially since sort of the afghanistan days and iraq days um so within like the last 15 years, the army's mental health um, involvement and engagement to improve that side of thing has, has, has improved. How has the, the fire service changed within the same sort of time frame that you've been serving from for mental yeah. health aspect? I imagine with the, with the army, you would have had a kind of a macho aspect years ago that uh, you get over it. It is what it is man up kind of thing is probably it was a term that was used years ago but now it's more about it is about discussing and getting it off your chest and having them open discussions about incidents and we have something called trim so we have people within the fire service that are trained to come out and talk to talk to you no judgments about how you felt that incident went and how you feel you did in that incident and how what you saw has affected you and you had that opportunity to 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 you know get things off your chest and and go from there and, and if you need further support there's um there's mind which massively support the public sector uh, and emergency services 
Um, and obviously we've got very fortunate that we've got a, a, an occupational health department that, that, you know, that can refer you on to all sorts of counselling and support that, that help you out. But, but nowadays it is very much uh, get back to the station, let's clean all down, let's have a moment, let's go upstairs, have a cup of tea and just have a, let's have a chat, let's have a think about what we did and what we didn't do. And, and I dare say, you know, we, you know, people sort of talk about the grims and the gruesomes to get it off the chest. Uh, but also the, the aspects of them conversations, as it is always in the fire services, how could we have done better? What could we have learned from that? What if we get a similar incident to that again, how are we going to ensure that, you know, we do it quicker, better, right kind of thing? Um, so that I think that's drilled into us as a as a as a as a service or as a as a, an organisation um, that we we now have them conversations openly about incidents and how it affects us. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the right. That's the way forward, isn't it? We'd, uh, the army does exactly the same. So I'm a trim manager. So I used to be a trim practitioner. So be the person that goes in and talks to the person and you know just find out how that traumatic incident uh, was for them. So. Uh, for those who don't know, TRIM is um, Trauma Risk Management. So I, I, I would hold like a team of people that are practitioners and when a TRIM incident was to occur, I would then signpost the practitioners to go and deal or speak to the individuals that are involved in, in a certain situation. And then that information would come back to me and I'd pass it up the chain of command. But um, yeah, exactly the same, uh, same sort of dealings with, so talking about stuff the only thing for us really is you know we might we might have an incident that's out on tour and when you're out on tour you kind of expect it but this is the stuff that sometimes happens when you're least expecting it and you're on an exercise for example and something you know traumatic happens on an exercise and it kind of takes you by surprise i think that's where some people mm -hmm. can, can sometimes get caught out um but it's it also could be as simple as somebody driving past a collision on a on a on a motorway on the other side of the road and they look over and see something that they had definitely not expected to see and then for you know before you know it they've got a a traumatic incident which may have been yeah. seeing a, a body and you know this you never know when it's going to hit you really this uh, a traumatic incident and the first thing you need to do is is talk about it yeah definitely and uh, and everyone deals with it within their own way so i don't really come home and talk to uh, my wife or my family about incidences that i've attended uh you know be it a funny one or a gruesome one or, or whatever or um it's creating that separation for me is that i come home i can enjoy my family i can enjoy my life i've done my my shifts i'm at home now that's me you know don't get me wrong, it would be inhuman of me to be or very robotic of me to still, when I'm sat down or going to bed, to not think, how are they? I wonder how they're getting on. Um, I wonder um, if they survived or, or whatever, or could I have done better? Have I done this? Have I done... That's natural. You, that's, that's being human. So don't get me wrong, there is that aspect. But I would never go to an incident and, as, as I know people have in the past, saw maybe family members within that position and 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 and, and have, um become overwhelmed by it and, and have not um taken it to it so well so but for me 
I do like ensuring that when I finish eight o'clock in the morning, I'm in last night shift, I'm going home. That's my separation. I've now got my days off in which I'm now at home. I can concentrate on me, you know, the kids, the family, all the stuff that I get myself involved in. Um, and that's, that's, that's my time away from it. So and I think that's a healthy, for me, as I say, personally, it's a healthy approach. Uh, to, to dealing with what we what we see and what we do at work yeah yeah everyone deals with things in their own in their own way i guess yeah um but i would just apart say apart from i was going to say sorry i was just going to put a light heart on it apart from the other night i was uh, uh i was told that i was on tv uh the other night on this emergency code red on five star and I went flipping through it and there it was, there I was cutting someone out of a car who's in a fairly bad way. He had uh, ruptured his spleen and it's all on the TV. So I'm not sort of breaking any confidentiality because it's, it's already the broke his leg and a few other things. And there was in a very bad way. And there's me cutting the bloke out of the car and I'm sort of not really told the friends and family <laughs> about it, but that's, that's just how it's going to be. Unfortunately, like the instances I've mentioned earlier, like once house Bosley Mill and, you know a, a few other things bobs it will turn up on the on the news unfortunately and, and they will recognize actually were you there yeah i was how was it right and then that's it you can't get away from that unfortunately yeah 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 so uh the, the um having having seen sort of traumatic instances and also we've just talked about health and nutrition and looking after your mental health that's uh they all kind of roll into one because if you'd seen the sort of stuff that you'd seen but you had a bad living uh routine you 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 would deal with things in a different manner and they'd probably play on hmm. your mind a lot more if your body was unhealthy if your body's unhealthy going into a traumatic incident it's probably going to be a lot worse for you than if you were in a sort of acceptance or positive mental mental health state at the time so if you're yeah, already yeah. down and then something else just pushes you a bit further down and another incident pushes you a bit further down it can really start getting on top of you so perhaps if you've if you're already slightly oh, this is for the the guests or that's the um those that are listening if you're already in a dip in your life you need to try and get yourself back up as soon as possible because you never know when the next you know hammer's going to hit and something else is going to is going to affect you so um my advice is if anything is playing in your mind to get it get it squared away as soon as possible because you never know when the next the yeah. next thing is gonna gonna hit definitely and then i'm gonna say i'm, I'm doing a uh, or i have done um a big package on food and mood and how that has an, a, an effect on you and and you're quite right in what you're saying if you eat poorly you, your mood's only going to be down and if you've got something that you're dealing with on top of that be it a, a, a nasty incident or something that's not been so nice, it's only going to bring you down even more. And, and the circle will just keep creating itself because you feel down. I want something to make me feel better. I fancy that burger, which is only going to make you feel worse. And then that, unfortunately that spiral ends up going the way it does. But it's just trying to recognise that, like you say, it's recognising it, getting it off your chest, be it talking or, you know, actually I'm not eating healthy. That could be the start of my turning point of, becoming healthier, mind over matter, feeling better, you know, dealing with these situations that I find myself in and, and um, uh, you know, mental struggles better, you know, finding the way in which to deal with them better because it's, it's recognising that root cause. Um, and if, as we sort of said, nutrition does play a part in mental well-being, hugely, hugely. 
Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask you the, the, the dreaded question. The question I ask all my guests then is, uh, what is the most courageous thing that you've ever seen or heard of? Now, it would be very easy and obvious for me to, to jump to the fire service aspect of that and, and, and think about the incidences and things that I've been to. I mean, again, there was an incident where there was a nasty road traffic collision, car was on fire, we pulled the bloke out, brought him back to life. Um, and now he's, we, we didn't think he was going to make it. He's come back and now he's in a wheelchair and, you know, he's, he wants to meet us and, and, and get to know us and all the rest of it. And, and just going from where he was to where he is now, he's just, a, you know, it's, that's a very courageous thing to, to, to go through the physiotherapy and all the hard work that he's got to, to get back to where he is now is a fantastic thing. Um, so that's a really big thing, to be fair to, to me. And I'm looking back at him, he's, you know, it's, it's amazing. And, and his missus also, who's, who's had to deal with it. But I, I, but I'd like to, if I can, use a client, and I won't use their name or use their, you know, the, the full details of what they've done and what they've been involved in. But it, it was someone that was, um, let's say, they'd, they'd put on a bit of weight. They weren't happy with themselves. Like I've just said, they was buying themselves into this bit of a spiral. You know, you know, the mood was down, the food was down. They weren't exercising. They were just in a sort of a bit of a poor state. Um, it sort of came to me uh they'd um they split up with their partner you know they, they weren't overly in you know in good shape at the time uh and i sort of said to them like go away like i say with all clients go and continue eating what you normally do but just record it it was coming up to christmas time i said go and enjoy christmas for friends and family because if you now start at christmas and want to lose weight and and stop eating all the, the joyful things that we like at Christmas and things that we like, you're only going to resent this whole process. So go away and enjoy yourself. Um, and they did. And they came back in January, come back to me, said, I definitely want to do this. I've got to get this done. Um, so started. So we looked at this greater picture and we found that one of their favourite things was a snack. It's so, the, you know, the big packs, the Tyrrell's crisps, you know, the big yeah. ones, 150 grams packs. Well, they were eating one of them a day. One pack of them a day, every day, is a natural habit that they were getting themselves into, a cycle of doing it. I'm like, right, okay, well, let's start with that. Let's just stop eating them. Well, I like them. What, you know, okay. What else do you like? What else do you like to eat? Well, uh, I like eating Snacker Jacks. I said, well, have a whole packet of Snacker Jacks instead of a packet of, of crisps. And they went, what? I can't eat all that. I was like, well, you're eating a packet of crisps, you know, the big packs. You'd be able to manage them. No, nah, I won't be able to manage that. Anyway. Went through and they, um, after a couple of weeks, they said, oh, I can't manage all them snack attacks, but I'm enjoying it. I'm only having two or three a day. So they've gone from eating 150 grams, 700, 800 calories of just pure crisps, salt, sugars, and not very good stuff, to now eating four snack jacks a day, which are no more than 200 calories. And, um, uh, you know, no salt, sugars, and all the rest of it. So they're, they're eating a lot healthier. So they've managed to save themselves 500 calories just from that. So we moved on and we started looking at the nutrition and they really took on board the the the, the plate set up the prepping of meals the um uh, uh fruits salads and things like that five a day and then got themselves to a point in which mitch i really want to jump in the gym I, you know i think I'm, I'm i'm kind of ready for it uh, so i said yeah let's go and i'll make you a little plan you know i'm not really a, an exercise coach but i'll set you a plan and off you go um, so off they went, 
So six, seven months now later down the line, they've lost just shy of three stone. Um, well, actually, now what are we on now? Uh, 11. So that's what, six or seven months down the line, they've lost two, maybe three stone in weight, which is a very healthy, consistent way they're doing it. And they've not really, they've not reduced the number of calories, they've just ate a thousand times healthier and increased their exercise routine. Now we're into the um, 11th month, coming up now to Christmas, where we started with them uh, a year ago. They're now uh, almost approaching uh, four stone down in, in a year. And that is just effort, mindset, where I want to be, a courageous effort in to ensure in that they have a healthy outlook in life. And that's what they've done. And they've really sort of inspired others that when I have people to coach i always refer back to them i always go back to them and say this person's done this if they can do that you who wants to lose a few pounds to go on holiday and look a little bit leaner can definitely do it if they can do that you can do that so yeah. you know they're a fantastic they're a credit to themselves really they've, they've done a fantastic job uh, it's just all i've done every so often just give them a little poke inside just to sort of say how are you getting on what are you doing are you still using this are you how are you getting on with your five a day are you eating this meal plan to ensure that you keep it up and everything every time is yes 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 and the results are there to show you know they've done amazingly so yeah that's, proud brilliant, of them. Yeah. that's yeah. brilliant that's courage yeah. to say i don't like my circumstances i don't like how i look i'm going to change you know for example or i don't like my situation that i'm in i'm going to change it and then changing that and sticking with it is really courageous because you could have been living your life a certain way for 30 years and you've lived that you're, you've lived like that for 30 years and it might be habits you picked up from your parents when you were a baby and, or a toddler yeah. or a kid and then as an adult going right i'm now going to change my circumstances i'm going to do something differently to what i've always done is yeah that's courageous to to do that yeah yeah it's stepping out of their normality because normality is so comfortable and it's a nice place to be because you know where uh, you know what you can do you can know what you can get away with and in, and you know where you are stepping out of that comfort zone and jumping into something completely different which is as you say alien to them is is a very courageous thing and for them to get the results they have they've you know inspired now others to to go on and, and that's what i now when i see them and and uh, speak to them or message them and, and I, I remind them of that that you know you are now influencing others now because of what you've done um so yeah it's uh, they've done amazingly they're proud of them really yeah that's great that's really good yeah so um where's the best place for any of the listeners if they want to find you or your sites where's the the best place to look uh so um i've got my website uh but i'm very active on instagram so uh mitch stafford underscore ehn um i'm uh regularly on there posting things from stories and you know regularly put updating things uh, I'm on Facebook. If you just put Mitch Stafford, uh, Exercise, Health, Nutrition, you'll find me uh, quite easily. Um, where else am I? I'm sure I'm somewhere else, but I can't, I don't, you know, but uh, Instagram is me. Uh, ExerciseHealthNutrition.org uh, and you'll you'll find uh, everything on there. So uh, be it nutrition plans, workshops, um, even selling my own protein pancakes, you know, that, that seems to be a bit of a hit. They do so. Uh, so yeah. So if uh, if you want to check it out, they're the places to go. But I always make an awful lot of contact with people um, through Instagram. So 
I think because I'm active on there, people see that and they get in touch quite regularly. Even if it is just the odd little question of, uh, you know, I don't know, the, uh, what can I have with me chicken today to ensure that it's a bit healthier? You know, it's just little things like that. What dressing would you recommend? Well, low salt, low sugar one that's going to, you know, taste nice, <laughs> really. So, uh, so yeah, I'm uh, always happy to answer people's questions uh, through Instagram or Facebook if they've got any. Happy days. Well, thank you very much for, for coming on the show. In fact, I've got one more question I wanted to ask you. I've, I've got a guest that I want to line up for the future. And he does a thing called cold water therapy. And yeah. every morning I wake up and, you know, the kids normally wake us up at about half past six. And, you know, I might pop the kettle on, look at my phone. And every morning about half past six, he's in a river or a lake or just a bucket of ice at half past six in the morning. <laughs> what are you doing? What's he doing? What do you Honest. know about cold water therapy? Oh, well, I, I mean, I'm not massively, and uh, I don't know an awful lot about it. The, the only bits I, I know about it is through a little bit of research I've done it. But it's it, it, it's such a, 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 an amazing way to wake your body up. You know, I've done it a few times myself in a, in a river just down the road from me, or I've been for a run, or I've been for a, you know, a, a, a little bit of a hike with some weight on my shoulders and, you know, my old fame, if you look on uh, Instagram, you'll see a log that I run around with every so often and this, that and the other. And after I've worked up a proper sweat and I'm really jumping in that water, it's just really cold. It's, it, honestly, it's dead refreshing, but it, it just helps release them toxins that are built up in your muscles. Uh, it, it, it relieves um, stress. Uh, it's, it, it reduces uh, your blood pressure. So if people that suffer from high blood pressure, it could help uh, reduce that. Uh, honestly, it's a it's a it is a tool that I think personally I need to. I, I was looking for a, a, a nice bucket that I could jump in myself uh, personally, but um, just like a big blue drum, you know the big oil, oil yeah. drums. I just wanted one of them and just jump in every so often, but I haven't managed to find one yet. Yeah, but so there I, is I'll a lot of benefits. I send you a link to this guy. He's I think it's One Percent uh, Daily. Is his? Uh, I think he does yes. a podcast, but just very rarely. But he's he's in a he's lately he's in a like a wheelie bin <laughs> he's like he's filled a wheelie bin up full of water and he gets in it. i think it's brilliant like it, every morning oh, at half past six is, is really good yeah honestly i think i, I honestly I, I, if i could do it more i would do it more i mean i've got my hot tub that's out there freezing cold now but i, do, yeah, I just i've got to be brave and it, yeah it's probably not in a clean state at the minute so i probably won't do that just yet yeah, yeah. but yeah it's, it's definitely something i want to do definitely yeah cool. it's uh, it's recommended all right. Well, I've, I was about to, yeah. So thank you very much for coming on. Uh, really appreciate having you on board. Um, if you want to find Mitch, go to again with the website and the Instagram MS. Uh, so website exercisehealthnutrition.org, uh, Instagram Mitch Stafford underscore EHN or Facebook Mitch Stafford exercise health nutrition. I think it is, but you, it, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm quite, I'm out there. If, uh, if anyone needs some help. Brilliant. Perfect. Thanks again. Um, I'll speak to you very soon. Cheers, mate. Bye. ta Hello, everyone. You're listening to Blue Pigment Podcast. If you want to become a patron of this show, please go to patreon.com forward slash blue pigment. You will be helping me help the talent that I find along the way. Not only that, the podcast is an advocate for mental health and the positive message in which we want to send about mental health. So if you are a bit about that and you want to jump on board then please become a patron at patreon.com forward slash blue pigment uh 
would love to have you on board. And not only that, uh, you'll get the chance to get some free stuff and be giving another big giveaway soon. To find out what it is, go to patreon.com forward slash blue pigment, become a patron and get yourself some free stuff. The opinions or views expressed on this podcast are solely of my own or the guests and do not represent the opinions or views of anybody else or the Ministry of Defence. Shishkabob. Shotgun Redemption. Chicago! Yeah!